Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Admit it. Have you ever tried to replicate something you saw on Pinterest and it went horribly wrong? Well, humans are driven to create our destiny. And I'm thrilled in this first episode of The Catalyst to outline this destiny. I'm going to talk about The Catalyst Roadmap, which is the framework that I use when mentoring independent holistic practitioners on how to build their efficient, organized, and creative medical practice. And spoiler alert, this framework is useful for any project, goal, or relationship. But why do we care and who am I? I am Lara Salier and... I'm burned out, or at least I was. I'm a Midwest mom of three, ex-family physician, married to a family physician. Yes, we met in medical school. You can read all about everything in the story of burnout to bliss in my memoir, Right Brain Rescue. But that's beside the point. I joined this amazing, legendary league of healthcare practitioners, thinking that I would love my career as a rural family doctor and I did to a point, but the landscape of medicine changed underfoot. And I found myself pretty young, 15 years into my career in a foreign land where I felt like I had no idea where I was. And that was burnout. I felt devalued, depersonalized. And like I was running on this treadmill without any end in sight, no matter how efficient I was at charting or how many glasses of wine I sipped or downward dog yoga poses I did or miles that I ran, I wasn't able to figure out why I was so miserable. During the pit of despair, I started painting and drawing and running. And this says a lot because I am not typically an athletic person. What I started noticing is flow state. I was getting into this beautiful neurological balance of flow where all five neurochemicals of happiness were being produced. And it was really helping me get more clear on what I wanted and notice that my core values had shifted and it was time for me to change. And see, all of us are creative. All of us are creating our destiny day by day, moment by moment. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is sequencing together these tiny little impactful moments that catalyze a brilliant Technicolor future. And inside of us are artists and musicians and writers. And just like every creative person, we have an idea, we have a vision, and we need to learn how to make that vision a reality, painting our masterpiece of work-life beauty and that's what mentorship is for me, is making this flow-channeled, creativity-driven practice for healthcare practitioners across the world, make it as easy as child's play. So let's start. Let's start with going through each stage of this framework. And at the end of each stage, I'm going to have a little takeaway homework for you to catalyze your next step. So let's start with 
the first part, like any artist and musician, you imagine the outcome. So the first stage is imagine. I remember sitting in my empty office because I had resigned from a career I thought I was going to have for 30 years. I voluntarily resigned and said I was done. And I walked away and there I was sitting in this empty office. It felt like an empty canvas. And I didn't quite know the details of my end result of the masterpiece. I knew how I'd want to feel. And that's the anchoring of somatic awareness that Imagine is all about. So at this stage, you might have ideas of how you'd like your practice or your eventual landscape to look. And in my case, I wanted to have a holistic functional medicine practice in my community, in my rural community of Wisconsin, in Monroe, a very quintessential Norman Rockwell place. I found this beautiful space on the square, in our downtown square, but there I was sitting in this empty office and I didn't quite have all the stages figured out yet. But this is the thing, you don't have to have it all figured out yet. If you anchor into your core values, into your somatic embodiment, and you're aware, you can start painting onto that canvas. You can start sequencing those steps. And as you keep redirecting and filtering your experience through your body and your intuitive awareness and your vision, you can pivot when needed. You can find the next steps that fit in your alignment. And this is exactly how you're able to build your next steps. So in mentorship, when I work with clinicians across the world, we talk about where are you headed? And if you don't know where you're headed or you have no idea if if this is right for you, you're not sure what kind of practice you want to build or where you want to go, then I recommend starting with core values. We talk about imagining your future self because there's plenty of research at positive visualization and how that helps you align all of your microscopic decisions that you make in your day. If you continue visualizing your future, which is what I invite all of my patients to do, and they come and work with me, I have them draw. I have them draw their future. What would they look like without the symptoms that they're seeking a holistic supportive network for? What would they be doing? What, what, what are they unable to do now that they want to reclaim? And visualizing this, writing it down on paper and reflecting on this often is a great tool to keep your goals stacked in the right way. So as you're looking at core values, then think about a mission, a purpose that's bigger than yourself. If you're thinking of changing your career in medicine, it's the best time now more than ever with cloud-based tools and a community online and supportive networks of mentors and other colleagues that can help you, it's best to anchor everything into a values-based mission. So what kind of problem do you want to solve in the universe, right? What, what are you here? What keeps you alive? What puts fire in your eyes? Are you really interested in the wellness for our homeless population? Are you interested in providing ideas on how to stack lifestyle uh, habit changes in working parents or young families? Or are you interested in our geriatric population? Whatever purpose that drives you, imagine yourself on a free Saturday. And if you were given a magic wand and you could learn about anything, what would that be? That could be your purpose. 
when you start framing this, you imagine the possibilities, you start to become burnout proof. When you, when you look at the research of Christine Maslock and Tate Shanafelt, burnout happens when we've lost our mission, we've lost our purpose, we don't feel aligned. So if you can find a way to retool that and anchor that in, in really important self-care habits and diligent imagination where you're always looking back at that mission and looking forward at that purpose, then your mindset is of that growth mindset and you can't be led astray. You'll continue to march forward towards that ultimate goal. And so here's the catalyst tip for that first stage of the imagine framework is think of a person that you admire the most and take five minutes and write down at least 25 adjectives that describe that person. You know, are they charming? Are they organized? Are they resilient? Are they smart? Are they warm, friendly, whatever it is, think of that person and write down those adjectives and then circle the top five adjectives that really resonate with you because those are likely your core values. Those are going to give you clues on what is important to you. Core values shift in our life. And so it's important to have this starting point. And we do this for all of the catalyzers in my catalyst mentorship. We start with what are your values? What is your mission? What's your purpose? Has it shifted? And you might be surprised. Then we move on to find, right? Just like artists want to first imagine the masterpiece they want to paint. The next step is they're going to look for tools, right? Do they have brushes? Do they have paint? What colors do they have? What kind of canvas? What kind of paper? If you're a musician, same thing. How is your instrument? Does it need to be, you know, what is going on? What tools do you need? And the interesting part about this stage of your journey is when you're finding, you really can only see what you want to see. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So this is where you can have a project creep where sometimes the scope can get too large. You're trying to get too many tools in place. Artists are gathering all these unnecessary things. You want to start with the bare minimum essential things that help your amygdala feel safe. Your amygdala is that emotional fear-driven center of your brain. And studies show if it's not safe, it's feeling threatened under a surge of cortisol on a daily basis, it's going to be difficult for you to be creative. And this is the beautiful part about the work that I love doing is inspiring our health practitioners to think of creativity as a sixth vital sign. As you learn how to tap back into this creative spirit, it's a feed forward and feedback system. You start to cultivate more safety and then the safety cultivates more creativity. So when you're in the find stage of your journey, look for things that are blocking your way. Do you have cognitive distortions? Do you have an imposter syndrome creeping in? Do you self-sabotage with perfectionism or other thought blocks and old habits of thinking that maybe you could pluck out? Do you have the ideal tech stack at hand? Did you have legal boundaries and legal help and time calendar limits? Look for these tools that can help you create that culture, the minimal people you need to get going. For me, it was an attorney and an accountant. I knew I had to start somewhere. And those were the people that made me feel the safest. I knew that if at least I could be clear on my legal 
support and clear on my financial you know, pathway, and I had those people in place, then I could allow myself to feel expansive and a little unsteady because I felt safe enough that my creative mind could be let loose and I could start drafting an innovative plan to invite patients into a holistic membership practice, which was unheard of in Wisconsin and Illinois. So here's the catalyst tip for the second stage of this journey, which is find. When you're looking for tools and you're trying to find tools for this next goal, think of what will help you feel the safest and most secure first, because you don't have to have all those tools right away. As every artist or musician knows, things happen later on in this journey, which you'll hear about in a moment, that you can add in. But getting that bare minimum safety, security locked in place, it invites the creative spirit, the divergent thought patterns to come forward and you'll start coming up with ideas you never even knew you had. Okay, this next stage is streamline. Okay, so think about kids, right? You're playing, but you gotta go right up into that little tree house. You need some quiet time and hone your own skills. Like artists will work in a studio honing their craft. Musicians spend hours in a practice room. These are compounding habits, teeny things that have big impacts. So streamline is all about being efficient in your own solo skills. As a mom of three, I had to be diligent with my time currency. I had Moober duty, which is mom and Uber every three o'clock. So I had this container that was squeezed into a shorter time frame. I had to be very picky on how I managed my time and get into flow. I had to dedicate a certain cadence of how I did my day. And this forced me to be more efficient with templating and SOP writing, which is standard operating procedures, knowing that if I had a core set of references, I could then outsource eventually. But streamline has to happen before the next step. And in this stage of mentorship, we talk about how to become more efficient with your charting, how to streamline, automate, and simplify a lot of tasks that we might think we have to do, but we don't. You know, we can do a lot of onboarding procedures and filming lab interpretation videos and ways that we can serve our patients, educate them, and add value so they feel seen, heard, and cared for that don't take a lot of synchronicity. In other words, we can do a lot of asynchronous things, things that we can pre-record, pre-nurture, and set up the proper sequence that delivers them the content they need. And so this stage of the game, I was busy figuring out how to do social media without spending a dime on advertising, how to make this efficient, how to really level up my discovery call and and lead magnets and remove more flow blocks so I could get more into flow. Streamline is so important and sometimes a little bit addicting because it feels good. You get better. It's gamified. You start to see how quick you become. And the biggest mistake I see entrepreneurs make is they become their own bottleneck. We then cling with white knuckles to our systems and we're scared to trust somebody else in the next stage. So the best thing you can do, if you're at this stage and you're feeling like you're rocking, you're doing the best time management, you are a a master of removing your flow blocks and you're efficient in charting, 
but you're not meeting the goals either financially or personally that you are, then you might be stuck in this stage. So here's the catalyst tip is ask yourself, can you automate more? Can you simplify more? Are you doing the least amount of of synchronous work as possible? And if you've answered, there's nothing more I can do, then you might be your own bottleneck and you might need to move on to the next stage, which is amplify. So as artists are painting their masterpiece, they have imagined it, they have found the tools, they've then streamlined their skills and the next step is amplify, right? You're climbing down from your little tree house, you're inviting your friends to play. We're gathering with people. Musicians will gather in an orchestral ensemble. Artists will gather in studio to co-create together. More minds working together yields amazing synergistic results. So this is the stage where I started adding group visits to amplify, to, to extend my reach for my members. We have to disconnect our attachment to this one-on-one healing space, this antiquated system that we operate under that all healing takes place in the four walls of an exam room is not going to help those with chronic symptoms. It's great if you have a laceration. It's great if you have anything acute, but when it comes to burdensome chronic issues, that's actually doing a disservice because as a provider, as a physician, as a practitioner, our skills can be used to educate the masses and then they can help each other. So I started thinking about, well, how could I make this happen in my community? And now two years and running, we do weekly group visits. I call them open office hours. And I teach my practitioners in mentorship how they can do this in their community. And so far it's working over five continents across the world and expanding. This is accessible. What's magic is you record these and you can repurpose the educational content to further streamline your practice. So you can refer back as you're talking in a patient visit saying, you know, that's a great topic. I talked in depth about measuring testosterone correctly and how we take care of this in my recording from our group visit in May of 2021, for example. And then you drop that link in quite easily and they're educated. They feel served. They don't necessarily have to sit and get the oracle of information in their visit. They can go home and process and it gives them a chance to store that information in their hippocampus and retrieve it later. And this is beautiful because as you're in a group visit, you can spend time educating, but then you open it up to allow peer-to-peer support. And I learn just as much from my patients. They share you know, tips on where to find the best deals for organic food or how, to, how they were able to get out of the, the stuck habit of inactivity and how they were able to sequence a better protocol for them to learn how to love exercise again. And it's beautiful to see our community come together when we are so isolated. And yes, you can do this online now more than ever. And in mentorship, we talk about amplifying your own flow triggers, how to set proper flow triggers in your day to promote flow, how to use online courses, membership tiers, group visits to expand that outreach that does not require one-on-one time. And mostly how to expand your own brain health, your own mitochondria, control your own cortisol surges. So here's my catalyst tip for this stage. 
is when you feel that pull to work harder, you need to be now asking yourself, am I the bottleneck? Should I be asking who, not how to solve this problem? You might need to set aside time to find ways to increase with numbers, hiring an assistant, adding group visits, looking at a membership platform. That might be the one step you can take that will exponentially change how you can practice. Now, finally, the last stage is parade. What kid does not love parading around with their stuffed animals and their bright streamers, right? They're marching with their paper flags. And just like an artist has their masterpiece, they want to exhibit this in an art gala and get a standing ovation at Carnegie Hall if they're the concert violinist, right? So this is the celebration time. But like all parades, it circles back to the beginning. No piece of art is ever finished. We have to plan for restoration. No musician or orchestra is ever finished. You could always improve and plan to circle back and see what we can work on. And just like this stage of mentorship, you have to fight against the old triggers of feeling boastful or bragging. You need to celebrate. Instead of thinking of your medical practice as your marketing, swap that word with education. This is a community of people that need holistic and functional medicine, and it's an innovative way of practicing medicine. So getting over that and start celebrating, learning how to plan these audits where you recheck your systems, you know, inquire about feedback from your patients, ethical testimonials where you can capture how they felt in your whole system. And then this allows you to catapult into the future. You start gazing at new ways that you can work with your community and level up even more. There's professional improvement. Maybe you want to learn keynote speaking or write a book. All of these things are at the parade stage. This is just as important. We need to celebrate our humanness and our desire to manifest and create our destiny, just like in the beginning, as we're imagining our Technicolor masterpiece. So the catalyst tip for the parade stage is reminding yourself we're here to celebrate. Get over yourself. Enjoy this ride. Rethink words that might make you feel like an imposter. You deserve to take the stage on social media, in your local community. Look for groups around that would be absolutely thrilled to have you show up and share your knowledge. It's time to celebrate. So that is the loose framework that is a guide I use. It starts with imagining your future. Then you find the tools that make you feel safe. You streamline your own solo systems and skills. Then you amplify by looking at adding people and outreach with groups. And you finally celebrate with a parade. So people know who you are and why you're here. And I am excited to continue this series. This is the pilot episode here. And there's three C's you should know about this podcast. Candid, creative, and curious. First of all, it is candid. This is authentic and honest. I am a recovering perfectionist. So done is better than perfect. You're going to hear mistakes. You might even hear clicks. You might even hear our bell tolling in the clock tower of our small little quaint downtown. And this is organic. It's going to be conversations that are flowy and filled with authentic integrity. So enjoy the candid nature. These are all my opinions. 
I hope that you enjoy and they're going to be creative. We're going to spark imagination. I like to talk in metaphor. I want to engage your right brain in story. So often you'll hear stories. You'll, you'll be inspired, hopefully, by the sixth vital sign of creativity. And last, curiosity. I want you to ask questions. No one knows all the answers. So every episode, I'm going to be engaging your curious nature to find those teeny catalytic moments in each episode that might resonate with you and inspire massive transformation and shift in how you view your medical career. So thank you again for listening and spending your most precious currency, which is time. It's nothing we get back and you've spent it with me. So thank you very much. If you'd like to learn more, like read my memoir, download the Catalyst Kit, or even just general creative inspiration, please head to drlarasalier.com and keep coloring outside the lines. We'll see you next time.